Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. We are back with another episode. How are you doing, Paula? I am so excited. I'm doing well. I feel like a little deer frolicking in the woods. This weather is amazing. It makes me think we're going to have a fall. It's great. I know. We went to the fair yesterday, and it was like, I was cold. I had on shorts and a t-shirt, and we were there for a few hours, enough time for the sun to go down quite a bit, and I got cold and was miserable. (sighs) Love it. I'm wearing my favorite sweat suit today. That sounds so 70s. <laughs> <But> <laughs> nice. I love it. I just, th- this is the time of the year, my favorite clothes of my favorite clothes. Mm-hmm. So makes me I feel. I love sweater. I sweater weather. Sweater weather. Isn't there a Taylor Swift song like that? I don't Somebody's know. Somebody's got a sweater weather song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we both stayed out of the studios last week so we could do a little self-care yeah we did so I know self-care is like just so important and we preach it all the time so the fact that we both engaged in it that was very well done I want to commend both of us for taking care of ourselves yes pats on the back Mm -hmm. and I know we appreciate our listeners for letting us be away for a little bit I I looked uh, up some information on the Bureau of Labor and Statistics and it says that American workers receive about 13 days off of a year after a year of service and then it goes up to like 16 vacation days after five years but we actually don't use them Mm. so I thought while we were we were in the process of actually doing that behavior. I would encourage everybody to take care of yourself. I mean, you know, if that's like a formal vacation or if it's just a few hours away from an obligation that you have once in a while, take care of yourself. It's just, you know, it's the only life we've got and this is our mental health. Yeah, it's super important. And this is Mental Health Awareness Month, isn't it? It certainly is. What a great yeah. time to remember that. But- yeah. It's a whole month dedicated to it. So taking a a few hours is totally realistic and manageable. Yeah. I think sometimes we think too much like, well, we can't take a vacation. We can't, but we just missed a two hour obligation and it benefited us both so much. Two hours. That's all Mm -hmm. we took off, you know? Yeah. And I know we both needed it and we benefited from the time away, but... I am thrilled to be back with everyone. Absolutely. Me too. And we're sticking to our kind of our last couple of episodes were related to emotional intelligence and uh, emotions. And so we're kind of sticking with that theme this Mm -hmm. week as we discuss managing negative emotions. Yeah. So let's get into the topic. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you might want to consider listening to uh, 78 was emotional intelligence and 79 was just on emotions. And yeah, I think it's important to point out that, you know, everybody experiences emotions different, differently mm-hmm. and, you know, what causes the differences, different cultures experience, you know, different types of emotion or emotions differently, mm-hmm. high and low arousal emotions. I know a lot of people think like emotions are biologically based some people say it's all about your environment but I think for the biggest part environment plays a huge part in how we emote but 
one of the things we found while we were doing this, because I had not heard of that term you just used, high and low arousal emotions. I hadn't heard it before until we got into doing some research on this. And um, so I thought it was pretty interesting to look at our, our culture playing a big part. And it said that like Western cultures, which is like America, um, we're, we value um, high arousal emotions and Eastern cultures value low arousal emotions. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but it, it makes sense when you mm -hmm. say it. It yeah. does to me now that I know what high and low arousal emotions are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And tell me about those, what, like what they are. So there's a, a list of different types here. So on the high side, we have um, emotions like feeling afraid, alarmed, angry, annoyed, aroused, astonished, delighted, excited, tense, enthusiastic, peppy, elated, uh, hostile, nervous. Mm -hmm. And then on the opposite side, the low arousal emotions we have like at ease, bored, calm, contented, depressed, droopy, gloomy, <laughs> miserable, <laughs> relaxed, sad, satisfied, serene, sleepy, sluggish, dull, peaceful. So very, very different, yeah. low and high. And so high arousal doesn't mean positive and low arousal doesn't mean negative. It's just like the way that I got it was, if you can imagine like high and low energy, mm -hmm. you know, all the high arousal ones like take a lot. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense why our culture is more inclined to value those. We're kind of a go hundred miles an hour kind of culture. God, isn't that the truth? Like mm -hmm. anytime I've traveled overseas, it's just such a different feeling. Like everything's just kind of slower and there's much more of like a family focus and everyone takes holidays. <laughs> Even just dinner. I mean, like mm -hmm. you when you when I first went to Europe, I was like, quick, quick, you know, quick, quick. You they haven't waited on us. They haven't come to give, they haven't given us our check. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you stay in the restaurant for several hours. You enjoy your meal. People bring board games, you know, and play them at the table. You're enjoying yourself. It's not this quick, 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 turn it around, turn it over, get up, move around kind of pace. Yeah. And you know, I mean. Not that one is good and the other is bad. And the same thing is true with emotions, but some are more pleasant than others. And so if we have to have both negative and positive, how do we deal with emotions that we consider negative? Well, emotion, negative emotions are uncomfortable. They cause us discomfort. And so probably the reason why we try to avoid them is because, you know, just that they're, they're uncomfortable. So they, they tend to cause stress in our bodies. And, you know, some of the emotions considered negative are like anger, fear, resentment, frustration, and anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important not to avoid the negative emotions and think that they're going to wreck or destroy your life, but allow them to, you know, don't, don't allow them to go unmanaged because they can cause and destroy, you know, relationship issues and all kinds of just cause all kinds of problems in our, mm -hmm. in our life. If we try to avoid them, I think yeah. that's where a lot of uh, addiction comes into play, like trying to avoid emotions. People develop addictions um, because that's kind of a go-to. If I'm feeling something that's uncomfortable, what can I do to feel differently? Exactly. I like how, what you said about like, we think that if we, I mean, like we try to avoid them because we don't want them to wreck our lives, but they actually, mm -hmm. when they go undealt with is when they wreck our lives. 
Yeah. And I, th I think the negative emotions, just like, you know, life lessons, those are the things that oftentimes we learn from. Completely, you know, so it's kind of a, more about managing our emotion and accepting that it exists than anything else. You know, just sometimes just embracing that it is, is the hugest part of the problem to solve, you know? Mm -hmm. and and all of our all of our emotions are messengers you know they're designed to tell us something so if we will listen to what the negative emotions are trying to tell us we're going to learn a ton mm -hmm. yeah and i like i say it all the time we have to honor the emotions with you know positive negative high low whatever they are we have to recognize them in order to learn to manage them in order to you know learn what the benefit or what the lesson is what we're trying what our you know what our mind or our body is trying to tell us mm -hmm. i thought of you like your voice over and over about uh, honor your emotions honor your emotions as i was finding information about negative emotions i kept hearing your voice say that about honor your emotions well, they can, you know, really help motivate us and change, you know, change us by prompting mm -hmm. us to, you know, prompting us to improve our lives and, and you know, better ourselves. When we feel something right. negative, we want it to be different because it doesn't feel good. So we right. have to change it. I mean, if we're going to acknowledge them, then we have to change something probably. So how do they affect us? Well, I, I, negative emotions can create stress, you know, in your body, in your mind. And that kind of makes sense that we want to avoid that. But it's important, I think, when we're going to lean into an emotion that we remind ourselves, no emotion lasts forever, even the good ones. And oh, uh, that's so important. <laughs> it is. It I mean, is. Like, I mean, situations <laughs> don't last forever. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so important when you're lost in those those times and feeling just so down and out that it's temporary. Mm -hmm. like that's not going to be your feeling for the rest of your life. It's just temporary in that moment today. Yeah, completely. I, I, I do well in therapy if I'm given homework and my therapist knows mm -hmm. that. So I was given an assignment a couple of weeks ago and I waited till the morning of therapy to do the assignment. <laughs> then I got into <laughs> it and I told her that I was like, I wanted to avoid getting into sadness and to difficult feelings. I knew I was going to feel some anger and some sadness and I just didn't want to engage in it. So I avoided it and avoided it and avoided it till the very mm -hmm. last minute. And the consequence was I didn't finish it before therapy and had to go another week with it before I could get the rest out and finish it because I just didn't want to force myself into looking at those sad and, and difficult emotions. But mm -hmm. At the end of it all, when I finally finished it, I feel so much better, so differently than I did before I ever even engaged in the assignment. So just leaning into it, getting it out and getting it over with, it just, it just prolonged it by waiting. You put off your healing. Oh, I didn't. So <laughs> what are, what are some of the like common or typical reasons that we have negative emotions to begin with? Probably one of the most common would be like relationship conflicts or issues. Yeah. Um, sometimes not getting our needs met can mm -hmm. cause it. Um, yeah. And then just like poor coping skills. That's interesting to think that we actually experience more negative emotions when we have fewer coping skills. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, though. Yeah. And so different emotions are trying to tell us different things. So if emotions are like messengers trying to tell us things, let's look at a few of the emotions and see what just kind of 
typically it, they're trying to tell us. So the first one on here is anger. And I think anger is something we can all identify with and have probably all felt in our lives, different mm -hmm. levels of anger. Um, but when we feel anger, it could be that our well-being has been threatened in some way um, and that we need to make a change in a behavior or in a situation, environment, different things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important to tune into it and figure out like what's triggering the anger. It doesn't sound as scary when you think of it that way. Mm -hmm. And then fear. I know I fear, fear, feel fear. <laughs> I feel fear or I'm afraid of feeling fear a lot. I think that's what that assignment kind of scared me. Um, so, but when we feel fear, it's usually trying to tell us there's a need for us to increase our safety. Mm -hmm. And resentments. Oh, another know. one of your favorites. Oh, what do I always say? <laughs> uh, expectations. <laughs> resentments in the making. So, you know, you have to change your expectations or not have expectations. But when we feel resentment or frequent frustration, even it's possible that we need to change something about the relationship causing that feeling. You know, it could be changing our thinking of what needs to happen or changing our, you know, brainstorming solutions. There can be a lot of different things that can happen, but, you know, figuring out what's causing it and then how do you change it if you can. Mm -hmm. You know, it's scary to me or so sad, whatever the feeling word there is. So many people get those resentments and stuff in relationships and never even express it to the other person. And then they build this resentment, resentment till it just blows up the whole relationship. So it's, it's obvious to me why we avoid the, them, you know, they're uncomfortable, obviously, but one of the biggest reasons that negative emotions are hard to sit with probably is that we think that they're going to last forever and that we won't be able to escape them. And that mindset really does cause us to view the feeling as like, it's a problem rather than it's just an emotion. And it's just something going on that we can probably change that will change the feeling. There are, you know, healthy and unhealthy ways of coping with, sure. you know, the the emotions and a couple of the unhealthy ways would be like ignoring them, mm -hmm. you know, just like it's not happening, not dealing with it, um, and then dwelling on them, just staying stuck in them and, you know, just feeling like you can't, can't see, you can't see outside them, you're just mm -hmm. in it, you're ruminating, you're, I say marinating, like, you're, just, <laughs> you're in it. Yeah. Um, avoidance, you know, again, kind of like ignoring, just avoiding it altogether and engaging in risky behavior. Also something that, you know, is triggered when we're feeling uncomfortable. Mm. How do we feel, you know, something different? Yeah. That, that addiction fits perfectly into that mm -hmm. or even snack cakes. I mean, like <laughs> lots of things fit there and believe it or not, there's a downside to positive emotions. You know, there's a downside to everything. Most of us think of positive emotions as being beneficial, you know, that we want to stay in this emotional positive state all the time because optimism is linked to physical and mental health benefits. You know, even personal success is, is kind of linked to optimism. But if we leave it unchecked, optimism can get dangerous because it can foster unrealistic expectations. And so we need to go ahead and stay attuned to the negative emotions too. So they can, we, we let, let it permeate. We let it get through so we can look at the things that need to be attended to. Yeah. That gets into that toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Wild optimism. I was floored by the information I found 
with toxic positivity. To be honest, I had not heard the, the term before. And so everything I read about it was eye-opening to me. And I, I think we could actually do a pretty in-depth uh, topic, an episode on toxic positivity. So, so you want to explain what it sure, is? Sure, sure. So it's a belief that no matter how difficult or bad life is, that you just have to stay positive. You know, and, and there are benefits to being positive, you just power of positive thinking, but toxic positivity, it rejects the idea that negative emotions are there and it always favors for the cheerful, you know, so it's kind of like you build a facade, you know, it's false positivity that's dangerous because life's not always positive. There are tough times. We're all going to go through them. And even though a negative emotion, it might be unpleasant, might be painful, it needs to be recognized. It needs to be felt. It even needs to be accepted so we can deal with the negative emotion, be honest about it, and then come to a place of acceptance and change if we need to. Negative emotions are like an alarm. Um, begin to view them as an alert, like an mm -hmm. alarm that's telling us that, you know, telling you that you need to make some kind of change. I mean, that's a good way to look at mm -hmm. it. That sure helps me shift my thinking about them. It, mm -hmm. it just is don't I want some little wake up call? Don't I want something to say this doesn't feel right? I know we looked at some research uh, by Kirkland, Gruber and Cunningham, and it was it was in the field of positive psychology, which is a pretty popular field. Most positive psychology classes on college campuses are like uh, well attended. They learned in their research how negative emotions affect us, what we can do with them and how we can stay healthy even when we're dealing with them. But one of the crucial pieces of information that they found in their research was the detriment of this false positive. It's like when we shame ourselves because we have a negative emotion, mm. like negative emotions are natural. So it's important that we feel them and work through them instead of attempt to deny them or pretend that they don't exist by being more positive than we actually feel. So our acronym, uh, basically, this is like a technique that you would use to deal with or manage negative emotions that mm -hmm. you're experiencing. It's a long one. Mm -hmm. Tears of hope. So tears, the first, the T in tears stands for teach and learn. So essentially, this means teach ourselves and learn from the experience. So we talk a lot about that, like these being learning, you know, opportunities. And I think if we can, like, look at our negative emotions as, you know, like, a, like we said earlier, that alarm, that alert that something needs to be changed. But to do this, you have to really embrace self-awareness and increase your personal knowledge of your body and your mind um, and how they're responding to stress and other emotions. Sometimes we don't tune into that. We yeah. have a feeling and we just kind of like try to run with it instead of like doing an inventory and feeling, figuring out like what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but this can teach us to better understand when we're upset, um, what's causing us to be upset and, you know, to learn to listen to the signals that are being sent to our body. Yeah. I, I, and I'll put the link to a really good article about like, how can you respond to the stress um, that it was given us? Because it has some symptoms and causes of stress and how to cope with it, kind of listen to what it's telling us. But the first thing I thought when you were talking about that is like, people say like, uh, it's kind of feeling down today. So I went for a run to clear my mind. Maybe if you sat with the feeling down part and kind of discovered the source, mm -hmm. I mean, you can still go for a run, but that might be more beneficial rather than just trying to get rid of it. Right. 
If you ever so, see me running, you better stop running. <laughs> Something's behind. Look at Off what's chasing you. <laughs> so if we're on tears, so the E in, in tears is express and enable. So you express and enable your sensory and embodied experiences. It's not as complex as it sounds. It just means encourage yourself to be open, to be curious with yourself, to see what's going on, increase your acceptance of whatever emotions are happening. And accept, A, accept and be friends. So actively focus on your own self-compassion and tolerance for frustration. So there's going to be a link that we'll put in as well that basically is an article about self-compassion that explains that individuals who practice self-compassion can have a general satisfaction with life, social connections, and they have fewer problems and self-criticism, less low mood and anxiety. So a lot of good comes from self-compassion. The R is reappraise and reframe. So use your cognitive, your 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 mind, your your logic, um, your cognitive behavioral approaches to view things differently. So CBT, cognitive behavioral theory therapy, it's a quick problem solving lesson. And that's one, identify the problem, two, generate a list of possible solutions, then evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of each possible solution. Three, decide which solution to use, and four do it. That's the quick therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If everybody could learn that, man, <laughs> we wouldn't see clients anymore. Right. True, true, true. The S in tears stands for social support. So connect with others and continue that self-compassion. Love it. Okay. So next we're going to go to hope. Tears of hope. Hedonic um, is the H, just a sense of well-being and happiness. Use the three to one ratio of positive versus negative emotions so you can shift your experiences of the negative emotion this way. You add positive experience to your life so you have more control over adding positive experience to our lives than we do over eliminating negative ones because we're not necessarily responsible for all the negative that goes on and we can eliminate some of the negatives but we don't have control over anything but ourselves and then find the positive in all situations and eliminate your shoulding she shouldn't should on ourselves so take <laughs> should out of your vocabulary focus on happy memories and future successes i think those are all great tips like applying that across the board mm -hmm. especially just finding positive in all of our situations like it's, yeah. it's that's a difficult thing to do but so incredibly powerful it really was I keep thinking back to that assignment my therapist had me do when I was finished with it that's what we talked about she's like yeah. and though that was a difficult time it was a difficult situation what was the benefit of it what did you mm -hmm. learn what did it bring you and it was like whoa one of the things, I don't think I would be in this field if it weren't for that situation that still was causing me some pain. I can definitely think of a few of those things in my life too. Mm -hmm. you know, some tough times, but yeah. led to, to good things. Completely. Well, the O in hope stands for observe and attend. So practice mindfulness and remain non-judgmental if you can. We're going to give you guys lots of links to some, you know, additional information based on what we're talking about. So this one, the, the practice mindfulness, there's a link that will to an article that we'll add um, that just talks about the benefits of, of mindfulness and how to how to practice it, how to begin it. And I know we have an episode scheduled for the future that's going to talk about mindfulness in a little more detail. 
The P is for physio physiology and behavioral changes. So focus on your self-care, try relaxation, try breathing exercises. And again, we have an article that we'll link you to for how to practice some self-care that you can just do daily in your life that won't take up too much of your time. And the E in hope stands for, how do you say that? Eudomania. I only know because there's actually a treatment center with this name and I had to learn how to say oh it, gosh. to say it from the podium one year. Eudaimonia. Eudaimonia. What a terrible name for a treatment center. I know. I went but to this treatment meaning, center. can't remember the name of it. The meaning of it is to strive for your goals and authenticity. So I love that part of it. Mm -hmm. It's just who came up with that name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the E in hope. How to cope with our negative emotions. First, you have to understand them. So I think we've covered that, like discover what's causing them. It's likely to come from an event that's, you know, something's gotten triggered, something's triggered an event. And so figuring out what that trigger is and kind of if it's avoidable or not avoidable, that's something we do a whole group on with my um, folks in my outpatient program is have them list all of these triggers, just anything they can think of. And then we go down each one and talk about, you know, can you avoid this? Can't you avoid this? How do you implement you know, what does that look like? I love any of those activities where we actually kind of dissect what we can and can't control. Mm -hmm. I think it right. helps us place our energies in the, in the right spots. Absolutely. And then if you can change them, change them, you know, you can minimize those triggers. If you can eliminate them. And, and the way you do that is reduce your stress, keep your boundaries healthy, practice healthy communication skills, and change your thought patterns that are negative. That's a tough one. It is. <laughs> that was a negative thought. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't think positive. <laughs> Find an outlet. Um, that's really important. If you can't eliminate the trigger or the emotion, you know, find a way to deal with it. So some ways can be, we talk about these a lot, exercise, meditation, finding ways to have healthy fun, like just implementing those outlets and, and utilizing those things, you know, can really help manage and, and minimize the fallout from some of mm -hmm. these things. Every time I hear meditation, I think that takes so long. Mm -hmm. So we have some additional kind of meditative type of coping skills to deal with negative emotions that don't take long. They aren't long. Meditation doesn't mean it's an hour. And it's a practice. It's, you know, it's really something that you have to get in the habit of doing. And I always tell people start with five minutes. You know, I remember the first time I tried to meditate, I felt like it had been 35 minutes and it had yes. been like four minutes. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it feels like a long time and trying to quiet your mind and kind of focus. That's hard. So these are, you know, some different ways that you can help that, that will help you learn how to meditate. Just starting by taking a big breath in and exhaling. That's mm -hmm can become meditative, but the, the first activity, it's called best possible self exercise. And you do it by visualizing yourself at your best and be detailed, you know, imagine your future self in the best possible way, be real specific, be real thorough. You know, research tells us that people who do this just five minutes a day, two times a week, increase their positive mood and their optimism when compared with individuals who spend five minutes a day thinking about just like their daily activities. That five minutes is worth it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Such a small investment, mm -hmm. big return. Yeah. 
Another one is writing gratitude letters or, you know, paying someone a personal visit. So, you know, think of people over your life who've done kind things for you. Um, think about the major and the minor acts of kindness you've received and, you know, write them a letter or go pay them a visit. Tell them how much you appreciate them and how much the act meant to you. Um, research shows us that people who do this report feeling positive for days and sometimes weeks later. And if you feel positive from it, just imagine what the other person would feel mm -hmm. just, you know, when you point out like something that's been, you know, life altering for you or, you know, has helped you change something significant about yourself or your thinking. I, I think about, I mean, it hasn't happened tons of times, but like when I get an email from an old client or a student, like it can change my day just yeah. like they took a couple seconds just to say I want you to know something that you did made all the difference in the world to me mm -hmm. it's amazing it is it's a great feeling I still like when I have a client follow up with me you know a year or two or I run into them out in public and you know I remember being at dinner with my mom once and our waiter was actually a client a previous client and he just went on and on about how helpful you know the class was and what he learned and it just was like such a proud moment for me and mm -hmm. I remember my mom just kind of gushing over how proud she was I mean it feels good when somebody mm -hmm. points out to you that you've helped them or that you've made an impact on them yeah. that's always going to be a great feeling yeah and we don't always get to have that experience in this field because when the person's better they usually move along you know <laughs> right. so we don't always get right. to see those benefits so it's amazing i have a, a class where i used to do this a pay it forward activity or assignment mm -hmm. and the students who took part in like writing people letters or something they when they share the impact it had on them it's mm -hmm. overwhelming to listen to it because you'd think it's the person you're sending the letter to or going to visit that gets all the good stuff or gets the best good stuff. But they just tearfully talk about how amazing it felt to, to be kind. The last one on our list, and it's just the last one on our list. It's definitely not the last of these kind of things you can do. But the thing we did last week, just take a mental health day, take a break once in a while, just like intentionally fit it in. And then when you do it, Fill your time that you take intentionally with positivity. Minimize your stress. Focus on only positive building activities while you're taking that break. And I'll in uh, include another article linked in uh, with our, all of our show notes on taking a break from work and why you need to and when you need to. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a problem. Like when you do schedule time off, like not planning well with your time like sometimes people just want to sleep and catch up on rest which is good but I think it's important to kind of like you know find positive activities and things that like you said that you can intentionally do that are going to be healthy and, and supportive and you know help you get to a better mindful state I, I do need like sleeping in once in a while but often when I sleep in I just lay there thinking I'm so lazy I'm so <laughs> lazy so if right instead I would take this time to do something that's active and positive building for me it would be beneficial all the way around because I don't like laying there beating myself up for taking a break mm, I did that this morning I slept in a little bit oh. You don't it ever sleep good, late. But you're, I know I don't, but I was just exhausted last night. So we had a, we had a day of the, we had, we moved furniture. Then we went to the fair for several hours and then we went to a concert and oh, wow. 
it was like it was a lot to do in a day for this old dude oh man what kind of concert oh <laughs> uh, we saw kesha really yeah, really good yeah yeah was at she the, at the at fair the factory here in dallas oh so no, it was she addition. was uh, she yeah she's starting off her tour and this was the first uh the first leg of the tour so we were the first to see it and she was really awesome i didn't really realize how many kesha songs i know there are a ton of them that are very popular mm -hmm. and um, i just went because polo got tickets and it was it was a lot of fun good wow. concert I'm so amazed by y'all, how much y'all do, but the, you did two big things in one day. No, three things. You moved furniture, went to the fair and a concert. See, yeah. I, it would take me a week to recover from each of those. Yeah, that's probably going to take me a week. I had forgotten <laughs> about the concert when I committed to going to the fair. So, <laughs> And how's that venue that y'all went to? It was good. It was good. The factory it used to be called the bomb factory, but now it's just oh. the factory. I guess it had a they had a rebranding moment. So, uh -huh. you yeah, know, no bombs, no more bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a great awesome. one. Yeah. So, I think this anyways. has been great information. Absolutely. I, I hope everybody can take away how important it is to not just pay attention to the good emotions, but pay attention to the negative emotions and how you manage them is so crucial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to lead to more empowerment, more knowledge, and knowledge, what? Leads, leads. to life lives better. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Life Lived Better with Paula and Joseph.